0: Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. Glad you're up and at 'em here at six o'clock for a very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming right here, right now for you on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger,
1: and I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning: Hawaii braces for Hurricane Lane. We'll have details coming up in one minute. Should Trump fire Sessions? Should he pardon Manafort?
0: My take and yours, right off the top, on Good Morning Orlando.
1: 602 on News Radio 1025. Hurricane Lane is bearing down on Hawaii, packing winds over 110 miles an hour, but it's also dropping massive amounts of rain. Some spots on the Big Island have already gotten 20 inches so far. National Weather Service meteorologist Eric Lau says that rain will continue through the weekend.
2: We're going to see that long duration, prolonged, uh, heavy rainfall over the state. That heavy rainfall is going to continue moving up the state and the island chain over towards Maui, Oahu, and eventually Kauai. So, you know that all that rainfall for that prolonged period of time really brings that threat of life, life-threatening uh, flash flooding.
1: Several roads in Hawaii have been closed by mudslides. Storm surges are expected to raise water on the coastlines by as much as four feet above normal tide levels.
0: I'm going to have a live conversation with one of our fine AccuWeather meteorologists at 6:40 this morning. Also, beyond the Hawaiian hurricane, Alan, focusing on what everybody's talking about, why are the tropics here so eerily quiet? What is suppressing the hurricanes? Whatever it is, we like it, and will it continue? We'll get analysis from one of our experts from AccuWeather in half an hour.
1: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Marion County teenager facing charges for bringing a stolen gun to school is due in court today. Earlier this week, Ocala police arrested 16-year-old Kenneth Brown, after the gun was found in his backpack at Westport High School, his parents claim Brown's brother was using the backpack the night before, and Kenneth didn't realize the gun was inside. Backpacks are now banned at any Seminole County public school stadium events. The new safety measure went into effect this week, although officials aren't explaining the sudden change in policy. Do they
0: have to? I think we understand what that's all about. Sure. All you can hide in a backpack that could be a real problem for others.
1: Former Congresswoman Gwen Graham is optimistic about her chances in next Tuesday's Florida primary. The Democratic frontrunner for governor cast her ballot in Tallahassee yesterday and said the election is vital for the state's future.
2: It's not just about a week from now, it's about five years from now, ten years from now, 20 years from now to make sure that all Floridians have the state that I was so fortunate to be born in Miami and when my father was elected governor uh, when I was 15 just a couple years ago. Um, <laughs>
1: Graham said that as governor, she's looking forward to working with members of the Republican-controlled legislature, but said if she has to, she'll go around them. The most recent poll gives Graham a double-digit lead in the Democratic race over former Miami Beach Mayor Philip Levine. The Iowa State Medical Examiner's Office says Molly Tibbetts died as a result of sharp force injuries. A preliminary autopsy confirmed that the body found in a cornfield earlier this week was that of the missing college student, A 24-year-old man said to be in the country illegally is charged with first-degree murder. And John Lennon's assassin will remain behind bars. Mark David
2: Chapman is denied parole for a tenth time. The now 63-year-old will stay in prison for another two years before he's up for parole again. Chapman shot and killed John Lennon outside the ex-Beatles apartment building in New York City back in December of 1980. Lennon was only 40 years old. Just hours before his murder, the singer signed an autograph for a soon-to-be killer. Chapman is serving 20 years to life in a western New York facility. You miss it. I'm a dreamer.
1: Tom Graham, Fox News. WFLA news time is 6.05. A mother is investigated after letting her 8-year-old daughter walk the family dog alone. That story's online at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on
2: News Radio 1025.
0: Thanks, Alan. Alan Spector bringing us the news on Fridays. We'll be back whenever news breaks, top and bottom of the hour until 9 o'clock. And uh, Yaffe's our executive producer. Steph's out. Austin has come in to screen calls this morning. He's the voice you'll hear when you want to join me on the 50,000-watt front porch by calling 407 916 Fifty-four hundred or texting us is another route you can go. It's never busy. Two three six eight zero. There, standard message and data rates apply. Friday, the it's the uh, front gate Realty Studio from whence we come. Uh, on your cell, just hit pound two fifty and say real estate. We are off and running. So, if you had the president's ear, what would you tell him on the subject of this half hour? Mr. President, you should or should not fire Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Mr. President, you should or should not pardon your now convicted former campaign chief, Paul Manafort. I've got some very strong opinions on this. I'd like to know what you think is the right course of action or the wrong course of action for the president. Let's talk. We got a lot to talk about this morning on a host of topics, local, national, you name it. And within the hour, a live report from AccuWeather, not only on the big hurricane out on the Hawaiian Islands region, but also this curious hurricane season here where there is very little activity in the Atlantic. What's causing that? And will it continue? We certainly hope and pray that it will. All of this and a whole lot more as we dive in right after an update on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic coming away in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. There's continued speculation that President Trump has had it with Attorney General Jeff Sessions to the point where he might just at any minute pull the plug and fire him. I would counsel the president don't do it. The two of them got into it yesterday. Um, Sessions really grew a spine and fought back against the president who had ripped him, um, and he's been ripping him and belittling him and berating him and humiliating him publicly now for, oh, I don't know, a year or more, ever since he recused himself from the Russian investigation because he had been on the Trump campaign, and all the allegations were surrounding what went on with the Trump campaign and the Russians in the run-up to Election Day 2016. Telling Fox News the president this week in an interview with their morning anchor Ainsley Earhart that Jeff Sessions never took control of the Justice Department, that it's an incredible
3: thing, and he went on to say more. Jeff Sessions recused himself, which he shouldn't have done, or he should have told me. Even my enemies say that Jeff Sessions should have told you that he was going to recuse himself, and then you wouldn't have put him in. He took the job, and then he said, I'm going to recuse myself. I said, what kind of a man is this? And by the way, he was on the campaign. You know, the only reason I gave him the job, because I felt loyalty. He was an original supporter. Mm -hmm. He was on the campaign. He knows there was no collusion.
0: And Sessions countered with a written statement yesterday. He says, I took control of the Justice Department the day I was sworn in, which is why we have had unprecedented success at effectuating the president's agenda, one that protects the safety and security rights of the American people, reduces violent crime, enforces our immigration laws, promotes economic growth, and advances religious liberty. And he went on to say in a real direct shot back at the president, while I am attorney general, the actions of the Department of Justice will not be improperly influenced by political considerations. They had a prior scheduled meeting at the White House yesterday on prison reform, and apparently this whole latest dust-up didn't come up. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. I can't imagine how icy and uncomfortable that would have been. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Sessions, I don't think he's a strong man and a strong attorney general, but he has carried water for the president on the key elements of of the issues he campaigned on, from immigration to stopping the opioids to whatever it happens to be, to religious freedom. He's done it well. Could somebody else do it well, maybe even better? Absolutely. Mr. President, you can't fire Jeff Sessions right now. The Senate will come apart at the seams on the Republican side because they like Sessions. He was their colleague for a long time, serving as Alabama senator. Um, and who are you going to get? You're going to get Rosenstein running, running the, he will be the attorney general, the acting attorney general. And, and, and the Senate is saying Lindsey Graham, et cetera, you're going to have a lot of trouble getting a new AG confirmed in any time soon, Mr. President, because even the Republicans are going to be uh, opposed to him. Th- this is a bad idea. The president should not fire Sessions. That's my take. Um, If he's going to fire him, it may happen after the midterms. Maybe then it's okay. Between now and then, bad move, Mr. President. I'm glad he hasn't done it. I hope he doesn't do it. And there's talk that he wants to pardon Paul Manafort, convicted of serious crimes that could send him to prison for the rest of his life. His 69-year-old former campaign chief, Paul Manafort, convicted by a jury of his peers of multiple financial crimes at the felony level. If this president wants to continue to lay claim to his campaign promise of draining the swamp, he can't pardon a convicted felon like this. The only time he can get away with that would be on the last day of his second term in office following the Bill Clinton-Barack Obama model. Do not fire Manafort, Mr. President, forgive me. Do not pardon Manafort and do not fire Sessions. Now, if you are Chief White House Advisor, do you tell the President what I tell him, or do you see it differently? Would you can Sessions? Would you pardon Manafort as we speak? What's your take on this? I know you have an opinion. A lot of you are on the Trump train. Whether you love him or loathe him, what would you tell him? on those two key questions that are on the table early here on the 50,000-watt front porch. 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. Join the conversation. we got a lot more to talk about, but this is where we start. Hey, you can listen to WFLA in all sorts of ways. Did you know this? Of course, on the FM dial, you may be tuned in right now at 102.5. On the AM dial at 540, of course, everywhere and forever. And on HD radio at 107.7 HD3 and on iHeartRadio. It's fantastic. Uh, download the iHeartRadio app, and you'll just be amazed at what you can get. And it's it's about you know, more than getting a crystal clear signal of everything we do on WFLA and news talk here um all around the globe anytime day or night. It's amazing. The free down heart down <laughs> the free download of the iHeartRadio app will allow you to create an updated music tape, a weekly mixtape of the very favorite music and the very favorite songs and artists that you love to hear most. It gets customized just for you. Find out all about it. It all stems from that incredible and free iHeartRadio app. An update on Atlanta's news, weather and traffic. And then we'll talk about whether or not the president ought to fire Sessions, ought to pardon Manafort, or not. You're next, right after we update Atlanta's news, weather and traffic. And we'll do that here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Gaffy, it's really clear to me. As much as it has been for a long time that the president is trying to drive Sessions out to humiliate him, berate him, frustrate him, undermine him to the extent that he quits. I could never hang in a job if my boss was ripping me all around the workplace on a regular basis. It's incredible that Sessions hangs in there, but the president, for the reasons I cited, in my opinion, and I feel strongly about this, should not fire him, nor should Manafort be be pardoned.
4: Yeah, I think the whole thing between Trump and Sessions is kind of ridiculous. I mean, Trump should either fire him or shut up about it. But I agree with you. Sessions has done a lot of what the president has wanted. Outside of the Mueller probe and the Russia probe, Sessions has done everything Trump has wanted.
0: Right, but he was also, I think he had to recuse himself. I'm not with the president on this. I think it would have been very compromised because of his presence during the campaign when all of this was alleged to have gone down.
4: Well, not only that, but Trump says he should have told Trump he was going to recruit himself. He didn't know before he was confirmed that he was going to end up doing that. Yeah. So I don't like that criticism either.
0: Yeah. Let's go to the phones and see what you think. Kevin, good morning from Melbourne on Trump, Sessions, and Manafort. What about it?
5: Okay, well, Bud, I I don't understand why you would sit there and defend Jeff Sessions when you know, he's done nothing against the deep state, including Hillary Clinton. So you must be OK with the deep state continuing on and getting away with their crime. Oh, no, I'm not. But I, want, I but I cited I, the all right.
0: I cited the issues you that he's been. A good, I, I just told you, I think we can do better. But he's done a lot for the president. No question. Well, do you under, we, what? What does he get? Do? No,
1: he hasn't done anything. Hang it's on a minute. A
0: Kevin, Kevin, if we get rid of him. Who do we get? We get Rosenstein, and we wait for the Senate that may or may not confirm anybody.
6: We don't get Rosenstein. You fire
5: him, too.
0: Then who do you get? Then who do you get?
5: Rudy Giuliani, for crying out loud. Rudy Giuliani. All
0: right. Now, what about Manafort? Pardon him? Should we pardon him? Should we pardon Manafort?
6: Yes, you should pardon Manafort. This was all part of the Mueller
5: uh, witch hunt to get to to President Trump. That's all this was.
6: Hang
0: on, Kevin. A jury, a jury convicted manafort are this they all could, in the hip you know, pocket of mother okay fair enough thanks a lot fired up i like that don't agree with you but hey that's okay it's first amendment time here on the porch matt you're in claremont go ahead on uh, trump sessions and manafort well you know he did say during the confirmation hearings he would recuse himself so that's you know it was known but you um, you, you you advise the president you tell him what
6: I would tell him to pardon Manafort before the
0: sentencing or after the election, because they're planning on using that to damage our election chances. It was is a political prosecution. It should never have been brought. And they know this, and the whole investigation is a fraud. May I just say with all due too. respect, if it were a political prosecution that never should have been brought, the jury would have acquitted him. They came close to convicting oh. him on all charges. Those prosecutors and judges push those juries around and tell them what they have to do. Wow. Okay. Cynical view on that. Let's go to the text line, Yaffe. Incoming here.
4: Uh, Yes, Bud. As you can tell from the callers, this is one issue where our audience is very split. One person said he should wait till after the midterms and then fire Jeff Sessions. But another person says, Bud, you couldn't be more right. Do not fire Sessions and do not uh, pardon Manafort. But uh, somebody else said he should fire Sessions and Rosenstein.
0: There you go. Well, you already had a caller who was, if yeah. Kevin was coming unglued about all of this here. Yeah. Um, People oh, are
4: very passionate about this. Well, they really
0: are. And as a matter of fact, we're going to get back into it and give you folks an opportunity to weigh in and the eight o'clock hour as well. But I got to stay on the clock. Alan Spector back with us now with more news, beginning with a traffic alert for folks traveling in the Pine Hills area. Alan?
1: That's right, Bud. As we've been telling you this morning, Colonial Drive is shut down in both directions at Powers Drive. That's the scene of a crash involving a pursuit involving juvenile burglary suspects. We understand uh the crash involved a stolen car and a sheriff's deputy patrol car, and we did have reports of a deputy being injured. Uh, That's all we know at this point. Uh, But for motorists, the thing to remember is West Colonial shut down at Powers Drive. That investigation continues. No word on when that road will be reopened. So look at old Winter Garden Road, Silver Star Road whatever alternate you can come up with at this point.
0: And on the issue of traveling Colonial, State Road 50, it's going to be quite a weekend in downtown Orlando.
1: Yes, it will, and our own Larry Spillman has details. Colonial
7: Drive between Huey Avenue and Orange Avenue is closed this weekend as crews place new bridge beams on a new structure for eastbound Interstate 4. The closure begins at 10 o'clock tonight and is scheduled to reopen by Sunday evening. Local access will be provided to businesses and residences between Garland Avenue and Orange Avenue throughout the weekend. The intersection of Garland Avenue and Colonial Drive also will be closed, along with both I 4 entrance ramps at the interchange. Larry Spillman, News Radio 1025 WFLA.
1: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Markeith Lloyd's lawyer is making a new attempt to spare his client's life. Attorney Terry Lenneman filed a motion this week claiming that Governor Rick Scott had no right to take Lloyd's case away from Prosecutor Aramis Ayala. Her refusal to push for the death penalty led Scott last year to assign Lloyd's case and others to another prosecutor. Lenneman says whether Lloyd faced the death penalty for killing two women, including an Orlando police officer, is not something for Scott to decide. Republican senators are now coming to the defense of Attorney General Jeff Sessions as President Trump launches a new round of attacks against the AG. In an interview that aired yesterday, the president told Fox and Friends that Sessions never took control of the Justice Department and it's sort of an incredible thing. Nebraska Senator Ben Sass, not mincing words in his response.
2: The attorney general's job is not to be a political hack. The attorney general's job is to defend the Constitution and to follow the rule of law. And that's what Jeff Sessions is doing.
1: This follows months of similar attacks on the attorney general by the president, who's not happy that Sessions recused himself from an investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Sessions did that because he was involved with the president's campaign and transition team. President Trump is dedicated to a subject near and dear to many in central Florida, and that is space exploration. That's according to Vice President Mike Pence, who spoke yesterday at the Johnson Space Center in Houston.
7: Last December, 45 years almost to the minute since Jack Schmidt and Gene Cernan landed on the moon, President Donald Trump signed Space Policy Directive One. It is now the official policy of the United States of America that we will return
1: to the moon. The Vice President's appearance came days after he outlined President Trump's plan for a so-called Space Force, a new branch of the U.S. military. WFLA News Time is 636. I'm Alan Spector, News Radio 1025, WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now.
6: Thanks, Alan,
0: and I can see Gina Cervetti's smile from here. Getaway day for you for a week of vacation starting next week, right, Gina?
8: That's right, bud.
0: Well, good deal. (laughs) I know you're going to go out on a high note as you bring us the Bloomberg Business Report, uh, starting out with the market performance yesterday and how the futures look to you this morning. Take it away, Gina.
8: Well, the futures look pretty good this morning, bud. Looks like the uh, stocks are going to open on a high note here as well on this Friday morning. Right now, the Dow futures are up 51 points. The Dow was a bit lower yesterday. It slipped about 77 or three-tenths to 25,657. The S&P fell five or about two-tenths to 28.57. The Nasdaq slipped 11 or a tenth at 78.78. And the Bloomberg Orlando index was down just about a quarter of a percent. We do have oil up a little bit this morning at $68.67 a barrel.
0: And what are investors going to be watching for today, Gina?
8: Well, we have an update on durable goods orders, and we get earnings from Foot Locker, but the direction that Wall Streeters are facing today, bud, is west. Fed Chair Jay Powell delivers remarks today at the Central Bankers Gathering in Jackson Hole. He'll be speaking on monetary policy at 10 a.m. He probably won't veer from the message that more rate increases are on the way this year and next, including one coming up in uh, September, and if history is any guide, the speech today probably will not rattle the markets.
0: We'll watch for it for sure. Uh, I think ever since uh, Back to the Future captivated uh, our imagination with the flying DeLorean we've talked about, wouldn't it be really something to get above the traffic in a flying car? And apparently there's a country making a big push to make that happen.
8: Yes, Bloomberg has learned that Japan is making a push to develop flying cars, enlisting companies including Boeing, Airbus, and Uber in a government-led group to bring airborne vehicles to the country in the next decade. Flying cars that can zoom over congested roads are closer to reality than many people think. Startups around the world are pursuing small aircraft, which were until recently only in the realm of science fiction. The push comes as Japanese companies already trail their global peers in electric vehicles vehicles and self-driving cars so japan trying to get out in front in terms of the flying vehicles
0: how about that and before you go and enjoy your vacation next week uh, gina um you've got an item here that really pinned my ears back for a moment something <laughs> about apple being toppled but i don't think you're talking about the company it's small nope. a you must be talking about the fruit
8: that's right now i know oranges <laughs> are front and center where you are yeah but uh, apples, of course, very popular with a lot of people. Remember the old adage, the apple a day. The mm-hmm. red delicious had dominated grocery selection for decades, but now it seeds the crown to the gala apple as the nation's most popular variety.
0: I think galas are great. Oh,
8: they're delicious, aren't they? Yes. you are very good. And um, the U.S. Apple Association says that U.S. growers this year will produce about 6% more boxes of the Gala apples, but 11% fewer than Red Delicious. Granny Smith, will edge out Fuji for third place. The group says consumers are seeking out sweeter-tasting varieties. And by the way, Bud, yeah. China is the world's biggest apple producer, followed by the U.S., Poland, Italy, and France.
0: No kidding. I've never associated China with apples. I, I
8: was surprised by that, too.
0: Yeah, I learn so much when you drop by. We all do. Gina, enjoy your well-earned vacation. We'll have one of your great members of your team joining us for the Bloomberg Business Reports next week in your absence at 635. Take good care, be well, Gina, and uh, come back to us safe and sound a week from now.
8: we Will do, bud, thanks.
0: Yeah, you bet. Coming up here in a moment, a live report on the big hurricane bearing down on the Hawaiian islands, but also we're bringing our AccuWeather meteorologists on to answer a question I think we've all been contemplating. Why is it so eerily quiet in the Atlantic right now as we approach the height of Of hurricane season. What's causing that and is there any hope that it will persist for another month or two and get us off the hook for this year on hurricane threats in this part of the world? So we have a live report on that. Don't miss it coming up right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic for you and that'll occur here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So what's going on with that big hurricane bearing down on the Hawaiian Islands and what's going on with our hurricane season here? It's eerily quiet out in the Atlantic. We'll get a handle on all of that now as we bring in AccuWeather meteorologist Carl Erickson live. Carl, thanks for joining us on Good Morning Orlando.
5: Sure thing. Good morning.
0: So what about Hurricane Lane? What's going on out there? I think it's weakening, but uh, what is the latest?
5: That's right. Hurricane Lane right now, the eye of the hurricane, about 200 miles south of Honolulu right now. It is tracking off to the north around 6 miles per hour. Uh, Some good news is it looks like a direct uh, landfall on the island chain is uh, looking less likely, but the impacts basically remaining the same. So a very rough, uh, dangerous situation for the next 24 to 36 hours. And much of the Hawaiian chain has already had some very heavy rainfall, some localized flooding. That's more to do just with the stronger trade winds that have uh, developed because of Lane to the south. Now, later on today and through Saturday is when the worst of the weather will impact the island chain, especially uh, where Honolulu, uh, uh, Maui, and on northward of the westernmost island. That looks to be the location where the uh, hurricane will make the uh, closest proximity later on today. All right. Into Saturday. Now it was a Cat Five. Now, what? How strong are the
0: winds? Is it Category Two, Category Three, and what about rainfall?
5: Right, it's a Category Three right now. Sustained winds of 120 miles per hour. It will continue to gradually weaken as it approaches the island chain later on today and into tomorrow, probably down to a Category One hurricane as it makes its closest proximity later on tonight.
0: What about the Atlantic Basin right now? Do you see anything out there? I've never seen it so clear and quiet this deep into a hurricane season. Uh, Tell us what's going on, if anything, and what is suppressing hurricane development.
5: It has been a very quiet season so far. There is a very strong tropical wave coming off the coast of Africa right now. but has a lot of hostile environment conditions to get through. Um, So that has a very small chance of developing maybe later on next week as it gets into the central Atlantic uh, conditions become a little bit more conducive for development. But what's been suppressing that so far this season There's a few factors. One is the uh, w- ocean water temperatures actually running slightly below average across the central and eastern Atlantic and parts of the Caribbean. But more importantly, some very strong winds here. Those are winds aloft, which would basically rip the thunderstorms away from any developing uh, low-pressure area. Those have been in place, along with a lot of dry air and the Saharan uh, dust uh, coming in off of Africa. All of that has combined to really suppress uh, tropical development this year do you expect that accuweather that that will continue through the peak of
0: hurricane season or could this all change overnight
5: well some of our computer models indicate that these conditions those strong uh, the strong wind shear some of that dry air may begin to lessen as we go into next week and uh, the following weekend but it's a very small window because once we get past the mid to you know late mid-september those strong winds typically come back uh, across uh, the fall months So very small window for development. The closest thing would be that tropical wave coming off the coast of Africa right now. But I don't see any uh, signs of uh, significant development here, at least for the next uh, five to ten days.
0: Well, that's the news we wanted to hear. And thank you for coming on with us AccuWeather Meteorologist Carl Erickson. We always appreciate you and your team at AccuWeather. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you very much.
0: Coming up, Gallup Poll asked this question. And how would you respond to it? What is America's number one problem now? 407-916-5400, text me at 23680, standard message and data rates apply. I want to hear from you. I'm polling you on that question. I'll tell you what the Gallup results say. 407-916-5400 or the text line 23680. So if Gallup polled you and they did a national survey, which they do on a regular basis, and asked you what's the number one problem facing America today, how would you respond? I'll tell you what the poll says nationally, and we'll get your take on it here. Number one right now, the problem is the government. 21% told Gallup pollsters that dissatisfaction with some facet of the government or poor leadership in the government is the most important problem in the U.S. today. Immigration and illegal aliens came in second at 16 and this is interesting, tied for third, racism and race relations. Tied for fourth, respect, health care and the economy. How could anybody put the economy that's roaring like we've never seen before on a list in the top five of problems in this country? Number five was moral decline and unemployment. And Yaffe and I have told you repeatedly that we consider the greatest problem America has to be the deficit spending and the national debt. Where did that come on the list, Yaffe? How far down was that, 300-something?
4: Yeah, it was like (laughs) 1,526.
0: Doesn't even show, (laughs) does it? Yeah, no. Well, would would you still continue to say what you and I have agreed on for a long time, that that's really the biggest problem, and nobody sees it, nobody thinks about it, nobody feels it, but it's the greatest threat to America as we've known her.
4: Yeah, it is. Although I would have to put a lack of God in society up there, too.
0: Yes, yeah, so would I. And increasingly so. I think we see the scourge of that all around us. Right. It all began when we took God out of public schools in the 1960s. And now we've got him removed from the public square and about everywhere else. They they can get that done. Now, what about the text line incoming on the question of the hour Pegged to the Gallup poll, what's America's number one problem?
4: Actually, a lot of different answers for this today, bud. One person said illegal immigration. Another person said Democrats. That's the biggest problem. So there you go. Another person <laughs> Good. said Good. moral decay. Yeah. Another person said health care. Another person said uh, the number one issue are people who don't support their president. Adults acting like two-year-olds.
0: There's so- a lot of that going around. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. One
4: one interesting answer. One person said lobbying is America's number one problem. That almost every problem we have has to deal with lobbyists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People
0: using money to influence lawmakers and in votes. Yeah. Yeah. T'was ever thus. We've had that since the dawn of the republic. I'm not <laughs> saying it's not a problem yeah. because it most certainly is. Um, news at the top of the hour coming up with Alan Spector. So, You don't want to miss that. And then we will launch into the second hour here. There's an interesting program right now, which is creating a firestorm in the anti-Trump media to use federal funds from an education program, and it looks like it would be legal to do it, to provide funds to buy guns and train and arm teachers in our school, in our schools. It makes a lot of sense to me but I'm beginning to believe I'm the only one who sees merit in this program because all you hear are negative reports. So we'll find out what you think about it. I'll lay it all out for you right after Alan Spector brings us the latest on the news. Good morning from us all from the Frontgate Realty Studio on a Friday on your cell phone. Just hit pound 250, pound 250, say real estate. Good morning, Orlando at 659. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Friday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news weather and traffic right here and right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA.
1: I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning: Hurricane Lane targets Hawaii. Well, have at- details coming up in one minute.
0: And there's a plan out there to arm teachers in our schools using funds from the feds. My
1: take and yours dead ahead on the- Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 1025. Hurricane Lane has been downgraded to a Category 3 storm as it hits the islands of Hawaii, but the state's governor, David Ige, is warning residents not to underestimate the weather.
7: Hurricane Lane is still a dangerous and powerful storm, and so we are asking all of our residents uh, statewide to uh, pay attention, listen to the updates and the forecasts.
1: The National Weather Service says more than 15 inches of rain has fallen in multiple spots on Hawaii's Big Island. There's still a bit of uncertainty, too. If the storm moves closer to the islands, there could be more damage. Forecasters expect a storm surge of up to four feet. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The investigation into a crash in the Pine Hills area at West Colonial Drive and Powers Drive continues. As we heard in our traffic report just moments ago, westbound lanes only remain closed at that intersection. The Orange County Sheriff's Office says the crash involved a stolen car being chased by deputies. Three juveniles believed to have been involved in residential burglaries were injured, along with the passenger in a car they hit, along with a sheriff's deputy. The passenger's injuries are said to be non-life-threatening. There was no immediate word on the conditions of the others. A discovery in Louisiana may bring closure to a missing person case in Orange County. The coroner in Orleans Parish yesterday confirmed a body found this week is that of 70-year-old Gary Neville. New Orleans police found Neville's body in his truck in the water off I-10 a day after his family reported him missing. Police believe Neville drove off the road, but there's no word why. The Democratic frontrunner for governor was in Tallahassee yesterday casting her ballot for next Tuesday's primary. Former Congresswoman Gwen Graham said Florida needs leaders who are willing to tackle the tough issues.
2: I've said this before and I'll say it again. If we want to elect robots, we could do that. Save our country and our state a lot of money because people, robots could push buttons. I think what we need are people who are willing to do the hard work of learning about the issues and making an informed decision, and they're, they're not easy.
1: As for the election itself, Graham said her campaign is doing extremely well and she's looking forward to winning it for the people of Florida. Nature Valley is changing the label on its granola bars to avoid being misleading. General Mills says the granola bars will no longer claim to use 100% natural oats. The change is to sell a lawsuit by three consumer groups that claim the bars contained small amounts of the pesticide Roundup. Oh, jeez. <laughs> really? Yeah, so the label now says, now with Roundup. Uh, oh man, that's <laughs> no, it nasty! Does, it doesn't. Now, come that. on. <laughs> and finally, if you want to get geeky this weekend, you'll want to visit the Lake County Community of Astor and Geek Fest Volume Three. It's taking place tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. and it's got a little bit of just about everything.
9: We have a little bit of Star Wars going on. We have some robots. We have. The um, SCA, the Barony of Darkwater, will be out here with some medieval or renaissance reenacting. They're going to be sword fighting and creating medieval crafting.
1: Elise Van Seis, who's with the library, is a co-organizer of the event. Fans can also expect authors, ghost hunters, a steampunk Batman, whatever that is, food, cosplay contests, and a lot more. It's turning into a big event for the relatively small community of Aster. Give me that Batman line again, steampunk Batman. What is that? Well, I know steampunk is uh, is some kind of fashion uh, thing that's okay. going on, and uh, I
0: guess I think I have something else that I'm going to do this weekend. <laughs> I'll
1: pass. Okay, <laughs> your loss. WFLA news time is seven oh six. A rare flesh-eating STD is reported in the United Kingdom for the first time. That story's online at 1025wfla.com. Yes, I said a flesh-eating STD. As in sexually transmitted disease? Yes. Flesh-eating? Mm-hmm. whoa Mm,
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, where do we go to read more about that, Alan?
1: Well, online at (laughs) (laughs) 1025wfla.com. Don't hesitate. I'm running for my own website. (laughs) The the second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather and
0: traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Sounds pretty grim to me. Alan Spector, great having you with us for the news on Fridays.
1: It's what you think it is.
0: (laughs) Okay. Ooh, nasty. (laughs) Bottom of the hour, more news. Whenever it breaks, Alan has his eye on it. Our executive producer is Yaffe. Steph's out. And uh, Austin will be the voice you hear when you want to get to me to weigh in on the Question of the hour at 407-916-5400 or on the 50,000-watt front porch. We have a text line, always open, never busy, 23680. And there, of course, standard message and data rates apply. There is a new program the Trump administration is floating that would provide federal funds to arm teachers in public schools across the country in the name of maximizing school security. I've been a big fan of arming teachers. There's been very little support in the educational hierarchy here in the state of Florida for that, and even in the legislature. I'll make the case for why I think this is a great idea, and I hope it happens, and we'll talk about it here in a moment. If federal funding were provided to purchase guns for teachers that local school districts now say they can't afford and don't want, Would you favor having teachers pack and heat, trained to use the firearm concealed in the school where your kids or grandkids go? Because a lot of schools are not fully protected as the new school year begins. And I'm telling you, arming teachers, there are great benefits to going this route, even though there is so much resistance to it. Tell you about the program, and we'll get your input on it as well. Uh, It's all ahead here, along with an update for you, of course, on Orlando's news, weather and traffic. Stay tuned. It's coming in two minutes on News Radio 1025, WFLA. There's a pot of money in Washington for grants. The big pot called Student Support and Academic Enrichment Grants, and it can be used for a wide range of school expenses. The Senate Education Committee Chairman, Senator Lamar Alexander, um, says this money is available and has been for many years to allow states to make the decision about how to use these federal dollars to make schools safer for children. So Lamar Alexander is suggesting, while he personally is not a fan of arming teachers in our schools, and I am a fan of that, and so is the president, that he believes there's no reason why this grant money couldn't be used for this purpose. It's a controversial thing, arming our teachers in the wakeland of uh, in the wake of uh, school violence and, of course, coming to a crescendo with the massacre of 17 students and staff members at the um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, down in Brevard County, last Valentine's Day. In the wake of that, the president said, you know what? A great first line of defense to save people's lives when a, a mass shooter comes into a school would be having teachers trained and armed, and carrying concealed weapons, all on a voluntary basis, of course. The president's right. It is the best defense against a mass school shooter because the teacher is right there. Second best is arming staff members who will be somewhere in the building. Uh, And all of this is far cheaper than arming cops or trained school guardians that all have to be paid. And a lot of school districts are not fully covered. The mandate in the legislation that passed in Tallahassee in the wake of the Parkland School Massacre was that there had to be at least one armed school resource officer, usually a local deputy, at every school. We know what happened here in Orange County, and it's happened elsewhere, but this is our biggest county, one of the biggest school districts in America, Orange County. Sheriff Deming said he couldn't find enough deputies to come up with at least one to cover every school, well, he got into it without going mayor Teresa Jacobs, and of course Demings is running now for Orange County mayor, and um, he put in a request to get funding from the Orange County Commission, which he's going to get, to uh, to ha- somehow find the deputies he said he couldn't find, and then get them in all of the schools. But it's going to take months. To me, it's unconscionable that the school year opens, not only with Orange County, but many, many counties here not having what anyone would call adequate security. And one of the things that could have been done and can still be done, and with federal funding there wouldn't be an argument that we can't afford it locally, if this grant money is flowing from the feds and made available here, we could get our teachers on a voluntary basis armed and trained to carry their weapon. And and, of course, nobody would know what teachers were armed, and it would be a deterrent for anybody coming up to shoot uh, in to shoot up a school and If somebody does come in, if you have armed teachers, you have the better chance than through anything else I can think of to cut down the killer and save some, if not all the lives that would otherwise be lost. So, what about it? Do you favor this grant money from the feds being used to buy guns and armed teachers in the schools of America, and most particularly where we live here in Central Florida? I want to know your take on this. This is an important story, and we're talking about it here on the 50,000-watt front porch with the smartest audience in talk radio. So, you should be heard, and you will be, if you call me now at 407-916-5400 or go the text line route at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. So, Gaffey, yeah, we've talked about it. There's been enormous resistance here and across the land to arming teachers in the wake of the Parkland School Massacre. Uh, the president believes that it's the best way to harden our schools and, 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 and deter people from coming in and save lives if they do. With, with with mass murder on their minds. Um, I I back the president on this. So I've been an advocate of arming teachers. Uh, federal funding, grant money could be available for this. What do you think and what do the texters say?
4: Um, I, I agree with you. I'm all for arming teachers. That being said, I don't know if I want the federal government involved in this. I think the federal government's too involved in local education anyways. I
0: just want them for the money on this one, Yaffe. Uh, I just want the pot well, of money opened up. That's all.
4: But I don't want the pot of money opened up. I want them to stop spending money.
0: Okay. It's going to be spent on something. It's there. It's not going away. But at any rate, the texters say what?
4: Uh, yeah. One person says, I'm absolutely in favor of teachers being trained and armed in schools. Who better to protect the children? Traditionally, it was the teachers who protected kids.
0: And Joe from Titusville, though, raises a question in this regard. Welcome to the conversation. Good morning to you, Joe.
4: Good morning,
6: bud. Yeah, I I had a a few questions. One of them is, has Florida passed a law shielding the teachers from liability in case something goes wrong, a kid gets injured uh, due to, you know, crossfire or something? That's a good question. I don't have the
0: answer to, but I'll try to find it for you.
6: And the other thing is, is are they going to pay teachers more? And being that I went to law enforcement training, how how long is the training? Because a lot of people think they can do the job. And then when it happens, they panic and, you know, bad things happen. So. Well, I, I
0: do. I don't know that they pay the teachers anymore if they do this. I don't believe that's part of it. And of course, arming teachers was rejected by the legislature. Arming staff members is allowed here. So we don't have the arming teachers option right now in the state of Florida. But anybody who was trained staff or teachers. Uh, they go through more training than a than a like a, a cop would go through, and they're not gonna green light them to carry concealed in the classroom unless they are, demonstrate the ability to handle a situation like this as best you can test for such a thing,
6: yeah, well, yeah. I, I hope they're real careful on it because there's some really good you know shoot no shoot scenarios that law enforcement uses and when I went to law enforcement it was six months mm-hmm. uh so you know on how to handle people and how to conduct yourself and, I don't
0: know and if there's a guy who blasts open your classroom door with an AK-47 I don't think you have much of a decision to make except take the gun out and put it through a bullet right through his head if you can do it
6: True but if he's in a hallway and and you have to mm-hmm. go down the hallway to sure. stop this guy there's a there's a way and methods in which yep. you you go down hallways and 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 Yeah I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I received the training and it, it's tough, and a lot of people panic under 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 pressure. You yeah,
0: know? you do raise some very thoughtful questions here, Joe, as you generally do, and I thank you for for that. Um, again, there is no perfect solution to this. Okay, there isn't, you know, but just because we don't have a perfect solution doesn't mean we shouldn't go for the best solution. I've always believed that the option of arming teachers on a voluntary basis was the very best line of defense to save lives when a mass killer comes into a school. Bottom of the hour, Alan Inspector, bringing us the news on Fridays. Of course, as always, part of a major downtown Orlando roadway is going to be closed this weekend. You need to know about it if you're going to be anywhere near the city beautiful. And a Trump ally has been granted immunity. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. On your sale, it's pound 250. Say real estate. As we say, good morning, Orlando, at 7.30. Bottom of the hour on a Friday, we're glad you're with us. Alan Spector's joining us with a news update, and we have a couple of important stories for drivers who are going to be navigating one of our busiest thoroughfares, State Road 50, a.k.a. Colonial Drive. What's the latest this morning on the problem we had uh out in the Pine Hills area.
1: Well, that uh, shutdown at uh, West Colonial and Powers Drive continues, but only in the westbound lanes at this point. Westbound traffic at uh, Colonial and Powers still closed as they investigate a crash that involved uh, juveniles, apparently, in a stolen car. And mm-hmm. these juveniles are believed to be have been involved in uh, residential burglaries. Yeah. Do we have a
0: deputy heard in this? Is that right?
1: Th- yes, that's what we understand. Yeah. And we don't have a condition on the deputy. Uh, we understand a passenger who was hit by the stolen car mm. in another vehicle uh, is going to be okay. The three juveniles, we don't know their condition yet Got at it. this point.
0: And for folks who are coming into Orlando on 50 out in the Pine Hills area, the eastbound lanes still still
1: open. Eastbound you. is open. Got it. Okay. And uh, Colonial Drive between Huey Avenue and Orange Avenue is closing this weekend as crews place new bridge beams on a new structure for eastbound I-4. The closure begins at 10 o'clock tonight. It's scheduled to reopen by Sunday evening. A local access will be provided to businesses and residents between Garland Avenue and Orange Avenue throughout the weekend. The intersection of Garland and Colonial will also be closed, along with both I-4 entrance ramps at the interchange. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Federal prosecutors are granting immunity to the publisher of the National Enquirer for providing information about hush money payments made during the Trump presidential campaign. David Pecker met with prosecutors after his company, American Media, was mentioned in the case against former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen regarding an illegal campaign finance payment to a former Playboy model. American Media reportedly paid for the Playboy model's story in order to keep an alleged affair with Trump from going public. Meanwhile, that guilty plea from Michael Cohen has prosecutors in New York City considering charges against the president's business organization.
8: The Manhattan District's Attorney's Office may pursue criminal charges against the Trump organization over hush money that Michael Cohen paid
5: to adult film actress Stormy Daniels, who claims to have had an affair with the president. The company noted the $130,000 reimbursement on its books as a legal expense. The New York Times reports prosecutors claim the payments were hidden through a legal retainer agreement, which did not actually exist. Cohen has pleaded guilty to campaign finance charges. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News.
1: The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers plans to increase water discharges from Lake Okeechobee. According to WPTV in West Palm Beach, the Corps plans to increase discharges to the St. Lucie River by more than 200 million gallons a day. For two weeks, an average of 970 million gallons of water will be discharged from the lake each day, That equals almost 1,500 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Good Lord, that's unimaginable. The Corps says it's increasing the discharges because Lake O's level is too high. Water releases from the lake this summer are being blamed for algae blooms in the St. Lucie River and its connected waterways, as well as the Coloosahatchee River Uh, that heads to West Florida and is believed responsible for red tide on the Gulf Coast.
0: Yeah, what a mess it is in the southern third of the state.
1: Elsewhere, Bud. Yes, sir. Time to whip out your waffle maker. Yes, yes, I I haven't done that recently. Well, it's National Waffle Day, so this would be the day to do it. This uh, holiday marks the anniversary of when the first waffle iron patent was issued in 1869. The first frozen waffles came out in 1953, and the first Belgian waffles debuted in 1964. The many flavors of the popular breakfast dish include... Cinnamon sugar, blueberry, chocolate chip, cinnamon roll, and Nutella. I love
0: waffles. I remember them as a kid. It was such fun because you you know you you flip it one side, flip it the other, and go back. It's the coolest thing making waffles at home. We well, don't we don't do it anymore.
1: Waffles are great because the way they're made, the butter just sinks right into the holes there, the channels in the syrup in the waffle, and then the syrup goes on yeah. top. To me, that's all you need. You don't need these cinnamon flavored and uh, chocolate chip waffles. You get your plain waffle. You get your butter, you get your syrup, you're ready to go.
4: You know what's really good on a waffle? Eggs. Put eggs on top of a waffle? What? That's really good. What? Who does that?
1: You do that, obviously. I do that. Well, I've eaten eggs and waffles together. I don't necessarily put the eggs on
4: top of the waffle.
1: Austin, you're
0: Fried. in for staff this morning. You a waffle guy? I love waffles. I think waffles are great, but the egg on waffle? It's uh, odd.
4: Okay, you're all judging me now. Fine. I see. What I remember when I was a kid, and I think we've overcome this
0: right now with the different surfaces and the, you know, and the sprays and all of this kind of stuff. That stuff would get stuck in the waffle iron. And I can remember my mother and father like chiseling the stuff out of there. <laughs> you know, it was tough to get a good clean waffle, but when, when we got them, they were good. <laughs> Anything else going on? We cover all
1: the big stories here, as you can hear. Well, the world's first beer hotel is opening in Ohio. <laughs> okay, it's called Brew Dogs Doghouse. The Columbus Inn will feature a beer tap in each room and a shower beer fridge in each shower. Whoa. 32 rooms will fill the facility, and when <laughs> guests check in, they get a free beer. So far, more than 500 people have booked reservations at the hotel. It opens on the 27th, so just a few days away.
2: But does that hotel have, pan- or have waffles?
0: Because the best part of staying at a hotel is the waffle maker. That's right, down in the, in the kitchen, That's the complimentary right. breakfast. Way I don't to, know.
1: Way to tie it all together in a neat package, sure. Austin. We and beer. that beer
0: will go right into those little holes and just kind of be there just when you need it, Alan. Ah. It all, it's a seamless thing. You this know, it's is just the all best National together.
1: Waffle Day ever.
0: Yeah, it is. We're very excited to bring <laughs> it to you here. Thanks, Alan. Alan Spector with the news, top and bottom of the hour on a Friday. And whenever news breaks, he'll fix it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I bring you the news, it's broken. <laughs>
0: Okay, buddy, he's coming back. We continue for the gate Realty Studio. On your cell, hit pound 250, say real estate. Once a day, every day, we put a great prize up for grabs on our sound judgment game. Company says you're eligible to win it if you haven't won sound judgment in a month, okay? If you love Led Zeppelin, you're going to an amazing live night of music here at Hard Rock, Led Zeppelin. Okay, and that's the prize. Free tickets, 407 916 5400. 407 916 5400. If you haven't won in a month, you're eligible. It's been a red hot prize. You need to call now. Don't wait, the lines will jam up. 407 916 5400. 407 916 5400 for free Lead Zeppelin Hard Rock tickets. 407 916 5400. We'll get to the game right after we update Orlando's newsweather in traffic, and I'll do that in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I happen to have a hurricane-related question for you on sound judgment. We're playing the game. The contestants are lined up. And Austin, let's talk a little bit more about that fabulous prize they're playing for.
2: Their prize that they are playing for is a pair of tickets to Classic Albums Live. It's Led Zeppelin Houses of the Holy at Hard Rock Live on Saturday, September 8th. Tickets are on sale now. Visit 1025 com Keyword event for more info. Led
0: Zeppelin and Hard Rock. I mean, the music of Led Zeppelin all night and these amazing evenings of music are just legendary at Hard Rock. You're going on us if you're our winner. If you're trying to get in to win... A wrong answer will open a line and you can grab it quickly. If you're faster than everybody else, you'll still have a chance to win in a later round at 407-916-5400. So as Hurricane Lane barrels through the Hawaiian Islands, we take note of the anniversary of Hurricane Andrew, the Category 5 storm that tore through South Florida on an August 24th that became an absolute nightmare for everyone in its path. Listen to some of the sound and the fury of Andrew. Then use your sound judgment to tell me the year Hurricane Andrew scored a direct hit just south of Miami.
2: The beginnings of Andrew. Uh, this is just one little squall. We have much more to go. People talk about like a tornado that sounds like a, a freight train or an airplane going right by you. Well, this was that kind of sound, but it just seemed to always get louder and louder. I mean, it is blowing out there. I certainly have never seen anything like it before. We can feel our ears constantly pop. Winds outside, I think, are at least 110 miles an hour or more. Aaron, are you okay?
0: Well, a lot of folks were not okay. Give me the year of Hurricane Andrew, and you're our winner. Let's start, just because we can, on line four this morning. Go ahead, line four.
6: Yeah, I'm going to take a wild shot at it and say it was 1987.
0: That is a wild shot. You're not that far off, but I can't give you the tickets. Thank you. 407-916-5400. There's your open line. You better grab it. Backing it down to line three, the year of Hurricane Andrew on this date.
2: 1989?
0: No, but you're closer. 407-916-5400. Line two, take your best shot.
5: 1992? Uh,
0: We got a winner, August 24th, 1992. Congratulations. You're going to the big Led Zeppelin night at Hard Rock. I hope you're pumped.
4: Yes, I love Led Zeppelin.
0: Oh, it's going to be great for you. What's your name, my friend? Uh, Buddy. Buddy. I like that. I like that name a lot. That's what they called me when I was a kid. But they still call you that today, huh? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. It's a good name. It's a good name. Hey, listen, where, where are you calling in from this morning, buddy? Uh, Bell Isle. Terrific. Great having you on the program. Hope you have a great weekend. And uh, I'm going to put you on hold so you can talk this over with Austin and we'll make arrangements for you to get our prize. Okay, buddy? I appreciate it. Thanks. Nice having you on the show. Have a great weekend, my friend.
7: You too. Yeah,
0: Yeah. don't go away now. Stay tuned. And uh, Austin and you will have a conversation. In a moment, the rush. Morning update. Good morning, Orlando. It's Friday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here and right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning Hurricane Lane drenches Hawaii. Love details coming up in one minute.
0: And. Senator Bill Nelson slapped with an ethics complaint about his debunked claims of Russian hacking into Florida's election system. How much trouble might Senator Nelson be in? We're talking about it in a live interview next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: 804 on News Radio 1025. Hawaii sounded warning sirens as Hurricane Lane dumped nearly two feet of rain on the state's Big Island... A Hilo resident describes the change Hurricane Lane brought to a nearby park. Shocked.
9: Never have I seen it like this in 43 years. Right, babe? I mean, we used to run around this park as little kids, and
4: now it's a raging river.
1: Hurricane Lane is gradually weakening and is currently a Category 3 hurricane with winds of 120 miles per hour. Still very dangerous. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Marion County teenager facing charges for bringing a stolen gun to school is due in court today. Earlier this week, Ocala police arrested 16-year-old Kenneth Brown after the gun was found in his backpack at Westport High School. His parents claim Brown's brother was using the backpack the night before and Kenneth didn't realize the gun was inside. Backpacks are now banned at any Seminole County Public school, stadium events. Larry Spillman has more.
7: School officials are not explaining the sudden change in policy. It comes after a shooting near Palm Beach Central High School during a high school football game. Authorities say that incident didn't involve any students. The backpack ban at stadium events in Seminole County went into effect this week. Larry Spillman, News Radio 1025, WFLA.
1: Former Congresswoman Gwen Graham is an early voter, casting her Florida primary ballot in Tallahassee yesterday. The Democratic frontrunner for governor said if she's elected, she's willing to work with the Republican-controlled legislature.
2: I look forward to it. I do. I look forward to to working with the legislature. But make no mistake, Mike, make no mistake. If they're not willing to work with me, work with the state government in the best interest of the people of Florida, I will find a way to go around them.
1: Graham indicated she's optimistic about her chances of winning next Tuesday. The Iowa State Medical Examiner's Office says Molly Tibbetts died as a result of sharp force injuries. A preliminary autopsy confirmed that the body found in a cornfield earlier this week was that of the missing college student. A 24-year-old man said to be in the country illegally is charged with first-degree murder.
0: Sounds like she's stabbed to death in common language, doesn't it?
1: And they said uh, there may be more details Mm. uh, to come. Meanwhile, John Lennon's assassin will
2: remain behind bars. Mark David Chapman is denied parole for a tenth time. The now 63-year-old will stay in prison for another two years before he's up for parole again. Chapman shot and killed John Lennon outside the ex-Beatles apartment building in New York City back in December of 1980. Lennon was only 40 years old. Just hours before his murder, the singer signed an autograph for a soon-to-be killer. Chapman is serving 20 years to life in a western New York facility. You I'm a dreamer. Tom Graham, Fox News. WFLA
1: news time is 8.07. A college teaching assistant forced armed students to stay in a Second Amendment zone. That story's online at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando
0: on News Radio 102.5. Thanks, Alan, the Bud Man, and Yaffe, our producer in the control room, executive producer, and in for Steph taking your calls is Austin. Um, we're bringing on the Florida Communications Director of the Republican National Committee, Taryn Fensky, in just a moment. Uh, she popped me an email saying, "Hey, Bud Man." Um, Florida Senator Bill Nelson has been hit with an ethics complaint related to his now discredited, debunked claims that the Russians are hacking, as we speak, into Florida's election system. How much trouble could Nelson be in? There's another story in the news that is related to this that really makes you think this could be pretty serious. We'll get to the story right after we... um. We get to the news, the weather and the traffic which comes right after our keyword of the day in the texting contest. Listen for it, it's coming right up and text it quickly to 200. 200. You could win an all expense paid trip to the iHeart Radio Music Festival September 21st and 22nd. I mean two nights and a fantastic hotel on us, round trip airfare and all the fine touches. You're going to love it. It's coming right up. That in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in 2 minutes as well on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. In a moment, I'm going to bring on Taryn Fensky, who is the Florida Communications Director for the Republican National Committee on this Bill Nelson story. But you remember the furor that was created earlier this month when Nelson, who's the Democrat candidate, of course, to try and retain his Senate seat in a very tough race against uh, Rick Scott, and he's behind Nelson is, um, running for his fourth term as a Democrat senator here in Florida, said the Russians are in Florida's records that they have already penetrated certain counties in the state. They now have free reign to move about. And then he went on to say this further, explaining the nightmare scenario on Election Day in Florida if the Russians had been able to do what he now clearly falsely claimed they were doing. You got that cut on Nelson for me, Affy? Let's roll it. All they have to do election records are not protected is to go in and start eliminating registered voters and you can imagine the chaos that would occur on election day when the voters
7: get to the polls and they say i'm sorry mr smith i'm sorry mr jones uh you're not registered well here's my registration card well i'm sorry you're not on the registration record
0: senator bill nelson earlier this month no one at any level from the FBI down to federal elections officials, state election officials, or local election officials, say none of them will say that any of what Nelson has alleged has occurred. Has he been spilling classified information? That's the focus of the ethics complaint filed against him. I got the word on this from our special guest joining us for a few minutes right now. Taryn Fensky. welcome aboard. You're the Florida Communications Director for the RNC. What more can you tell us this morning, Taryn?
9: Hi there, thanks for having me on this morning. You bet. Um, as you know, it's been more than two weeks since Bill Nelson's bizarre Russia comments, and the only people more confused than Bill Nelson are the people who have, who have to listen to him speak. Um, he, For the last two weeks, voters, reporters, election supervisors, and government officials, state and federal alike, have struggled to understand uh, the comments he made regarding this intrusion, supposed intrusion, Um, And so, therefore, the Senate Ethics Committee um, should definitely investigate Senator Nelson to determine whether he disclosed classified information or he made false statements um, with the inherent authority of the Senate for political purposes. In either instance, Nelson committed a serious violation and must definitely be held accountable. Um, As you saw yesterday, Reality Winner um was just sentenced to five years and three months. Yeah, um, let me for- let me
0: explain that. And this is a New York Times story, reality winner, crazy name, but she's a former NSA translator, been sentenced to more than five years in prison. First person to be sentenced under the espionage act since President Trump took office and and what what she was convicted of doing was leaking classified information to a media outlet. That sounds like it's similar to what it appears Nelson was doing when he talked to the media and spilled some classified information and also making claims that no one else will substantiate. It,
9: exactly, exactly. And either way he is either blatantly lying or um needs to be obviously sharing this information with Florida officials. I mean over 1.45 million ballots have already been cast for the primary next week. Um, And this was just an attempt of Nelson's to undermine voters' confidence in Florida's election system. It's irresponsible. It's reckless. And it's long past time he provides a full explanation for his confusing
0: comments. I'm sure the Democrats will say it's all just election politics, you know, to to further um, cripple uh, Nelson's uh, chance for re-election. But uh, how serious a problem could this be for Nelson? I mean, the Republicans control that Senate Select Ethics Committee here. What's going to happen now, in your view?
9: As, as you know, I, I'm definitely going to leave it up to the Ethics Committee. However, I, I definitely believe that in regards to Reality Winner's situation, I, I can't see them not investigating. I mean, it is a very serious claim, and it did create a lot of chaos for local supervisors, elections, voters here. Um, and so I definitely think that he should be investigated.
0: I mean, could he wind up in the same boat as uh, as that gal? Uh, going to the slammer for five years the, for for giving classified information when she worked with the NSA as a translator to a media outlet. I mean, could could is there any scenario in which it gets that bad for Bill Nelson? Uh,
9: I I don't know the ins and outs of all the uh, Senate ethics you know investigations. However, I could I I see now why he's tried to shut his mouth about this because he keeps digging himself in a bigger hole, and I believe he's getting worried that you know he could be in big big trouble.
0: <laughs> Before you go, Taryn, um, do you have any reaction from the Nelson camp to the ethics complaint being filed?
9: No, we do not. And the last I heard um, was that reporters have reached out for comment, and they have not responded. So we will definitely stay tuned and I will keep you updated.
0: And I want to thank you for that. Uh, the Florida Communications Director, Republican National Committee, Taryn Fensky. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, Orlando. I appreciate it.
9: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You bet. Have a good one. How about that? 407-916-5400 if you want to react to that. And text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine Bill Nelson winding up in a slammer for five years. But, you know, if he is shown clearly to a spilled classified information to the media, you can look at what happened to that lady from the NSA. Who's now in an orange jumpsuit going up the river for five years plus? 407 916 5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Updating Orlando's news weather and traffic next. Stay with me. That comes your way in only two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. As I look now at this um, filing of the ethics complaint against Bill Nelson by the watchdog group the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust FACT Fact. They're a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting accountability, ethics, transparency in government and civic arenas and they are requesting that the Senate Select Committee on Ethics investigate Senator Bill Nelson for disclosing classified information or or improper conduct. And um they write as follows "...the Senate Select Committee on Ethics is authorized to receive and investigate allegations of improper conduct which may reflect upon the Senate violations of law, violations of the Senate Code of Official Conduct, and violations of rules and regulations of the Senate, asserting that Senate rules and federal law prohibit members of the Senate from publicly disclosing classified information." And that's what they're saying that Nelson was doing from his position on the Senate Intel Committee, Yaffe. Nobody at any level of government from the FBI down to local election officials say there is any credibility to anything Nelson said in this regard. I don't know how far this goes, but the filing of the complaint has been done. It goes before the Senate Ethics Committee, which is chaired by a Republican they'll have a Republican majority there as they do in all the in all of the committees a narrow one and um, I don't know I don't know what so happens either at that point. he
4: revealed classified information or he lied about revealing classified information it right. seems like he lied about it or misunderstood so wow
0: they say ne- that he has, looks good for they him. say he has committed a serious violation Florida Senator Bill Nelson and must be held accountable and that is signed by the executive director of FACT, the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust. Um, so we will continue to follow that. And, uh, and, and there are similarities to the story of the, of the NSA worker who leaked classified yeah. information to a media outlet and has gotten sentenced under the Espionage Act to more than five years in jail. He's only 26 years old. Reality winner. Going up the river for five plus years.
4: Yeah, the only difference would be what reality winner revealed was true. It seems like what Bill Nelson revealed is not true, and yeah. not actual information.
0: Yeah, as I say, there are similarities. Yeah, but we're not we're not talking about one being the duplicate of the other. Far from it. Sandy, listening uh, in Tuscaloosa. Oh, you want to talk about whether or not Jeff Sessions ought to be fired and Manafort ought to be pardoned?
9: Yes, I do. Well, that's
0: our topic next half hour. But since you're on, give me your take on that. What would you tell the president he should or should not do?
9: I would tell the president to fire Jeff Sessions immediately because he has never been on his side. I think he was a plant to begin with. I think the man has done nothing in office. What about Manafort?
0: Should he be pardoned or not? Yes. All right. Thank you very much. So. You have just chummed the waters there, my dear. Thank you, Sandy. What's your answer to those two questions? We fired up the 50,000-watt front porch on this in the 6 o'clock hour, and I'm bringing the topic back for a fresh audience here in the 8 o'clock hour. What would you tell the president? Fire sessions? Pardon Manafort? Or not? I gave you my take, and I'll give you my take again. But I want to know what you think. Get in early. 407-916-5400. On uh, Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Alan Spector here with the news. And locally, the big story, I think, will be a travel advisory for motorists this weekend in downtown
1: Orlando. What do we need to know? Well, you need to know, Bud, that a section of Colonial Drive will be closing. And Larry Spillman has the details.
7: Colonial Drive between Huey Avenue and Orange Avenue is closed this weekend as crews place new bridge beams on a new structure for eastbound Interstate 4. The closure begins at 10 o'clock tonight and is scheduled to reopen by Sunday evening. Local access will be provided to businesses and residences between Garland Avenue and Orange Avenue throughout the weekend. The intersection of Garland Avenue and Colonial Drive also will be closed, along with both I-4 entrance ramps at the interchange. Larry Spillman, News Radio 102.5 WFLA.
1: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Mark Keith Lloyd's lawyer is making a new attempt to spare his client's life. Terry Leneman filed a motion this week that claims Governor Rick Scott had no right to take Lloyd's case away from Prosecutor Aramis Ayala. Her refusal to push for the death penalty led Scott last year to assign Lloyd's case and others to another prosecutor. Lenneman says whether Lloyd faced the death penalty for killing two women, including an Orlando police officer, is not something for Scott to decide. Republican senators are now coming to the defense of Attorney General Jeff Sessions as President Trump launched a new round of attacks against the AG. In an interview that aired Thursday, the president told Fox and Friends that Sessions never took control of the Justice Department, which he called sort of an incredible thing. Nebraska Senator Ben Sass not mincing words in his
2: response. The attorney general's job is not to be a political hack. The attorney general's job is to defend the Constitution and to follow the rule of law. And that's what Jeff Sessions is doing.
1: This follows months of similar attacks on the attorney general by the president, who's not happy that Sessions recused himself from an investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Meanwhile, President Trump's lawyer says the American people would revolt if Trump were to be impeached. Rudy Giuliani gave an interview to Sky News while golfing at a Trump resort in Scotland yesterday. He said Trump would only be impeached for political reasons, and the American people would revolt against that. Category 3 Hurricane Lane is drenching Hawaii. Closer to home, a very quiet Atlantic hurricane season continues in the tropics. AccuWeather meteorologist Carl Erickson told Bud earlier this morning that a number of factors are conspiring to suppress storm formation.
5: One is the uh, w- ocean water temperatures actually running slightly below average across the central and eastern Atlantic and parts of the Caribbean. But more importantly, some very strong winds here, those uh, winds aloft, which would basically rip the thunderstorms away from any developing uh, low-pressure area. Those have been in place, along with a lot of dry air and the Saharan uh, dust uh, coming in off of
1: Africa. Erickson says a strong tropical wave is spinning off Africa, but it faces a very hostile environment ahead for any development. The peak of the hurricane season is September 10th. Elsewhere. The guitarist for Leonard Skinnerd, who wrote the famous opening riff for this song, Sweet Home Alabama, has died. Oh, boy. Ed King was 68 years old. King played both electric and bass guitar for Skinnerd, which was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. King suffered congestive heart failure, forcing him to leave the band in 1996. In 2011, he underwent a successful heart transplant. His family announced his death in Nashville following a tough battle with cancer. Now, Ed King was also known for co founding the band The Strawberry Alarm Clock and writing that band's biggest hit. Strawberry Alarm Clock, Incense and Peppermints from 1967.
0: I'm sad to see him go after all the health problems that he's had for so many years. But boy, I haven't not heard Strawberry Alarm Clock in a long time. I always thought that was the kookiest, most memorable name, you know, for a band when it came out. Strawberry Alarm Clock. It was crazy, but you couldn't forget it. And that song was huge.
1: Well, that was from the psychedelic era, so it kind of fit in at the time. I
0: think you're right. I think that's exactly what that was all about. Sometime... Deep into the 60s, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. huh?
1: In other music news, some big names in R&B will reportedly perform at the upcoming Aretha Franklin Memorial. TMZ says a stellar lineup has been announced for the tribute August 30th in Detroit. The stars include the four tops, Gladys Knight, Ron Isley, and Johnny Gill. Franklin died last week, of course, after a long battle with pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And now for something completely different. Officials say an abandoned KFC in Arizona has been hiding a drug smuggling tunnel. A former owner of the restaurant in San Luis was arrested last week after police found drugs in his truck. After investigating the suspect's house, they were led to a KFC where they found a nearly 600-foot-long tunnel that led to St. Louis, Rio, Colorado, in Sonora, Mexico.
0: Tunneling all the way under the border then, huh? Yeah,
1: from the KFC. Wow. The discovery has spurred an investigation from Homeland Security and Yuma Border Patrol. Wow. Gee whiz. More more than meets the eye at your local KFC, apparently. More than
0: 11 (laughs) herbs and spices, you know. (laughs) Amazing. amazing The colonel
1: has a lot of secrets.
0: No question about it. Great having you with us, Alan. Hope you have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. You too. All right. We're not done yet, though. The hottest topic for the phones all morning long is coming roaring back. I know Trump wants to fire Sessions. I think he's trying to get him to resign, and he won't. They got into it yesterday. I don't think Trump should fire Attorney General Jeff Sessions, at least not now, and I will tell you why. I also don't think... That he ought to pardon his old campaign chief, now convicted of multiple felonies, Paul Manafort. There's some thinking that he wants to pardon him. I think that would be a disaster for the president, at least if he were to do it any time soon. But a lot of folks didn't agree with the bud man, and some of them tried to tear my head off on the 50,000-watt front porch in our 6 o'clock hour. Ouch! Passions were running high, so you tell me, should the president fire Sessions, should he pardon Manafort, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. So that's where we're headed, right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, Trump and Sessions got into it yesterday before they had a meeting on another matter prison reform at the White House, where apparently none of this um, uh, animosity between the two came up. It is reported. Um, of course, you know that Trump's been on fire about Sessions. Uh, who recused himself from the Russian investigation because he was part of the Trump campaign, and all the Russian investigation had to do with allegations of collusion and whatever during the Trump campaign? I think I think Sessions had to do that. Trump's still angry about it. Continues to be him, hoping that he can't take it anymore and he's going to resign. Um, yesterday, uh, he made the point that uh, that when Sessions came in, he never got control of the Justice Department, and the president went on to say this to Fox News, going further.
3: Jeff Sessions recused himself, which he shouldn't have done, or he should have told me. Even my enemies say that Jeff Sessions should have told you that he was going to recuse himself, and then you wouldn't have put him in. He took the job, and then he said, I'm going to recuse myself. I said, what kind of a man is this? And by the way, he was on the campaign. You know, the only reason I gave him the job, because I felt loyalty. He was... An original supporter, mm-hmm. he was on the campaign. He knows there was no collusion.
0: Normally, Sessions just rolls over for the president. Not yesterday, he issued a statement saying, "I took control of the Justice Department the day I was sworn in." Um, and and he also, uh, you know, said this: that while I'm Attorney General, the actions of the Department of Justice will not be improperly influenced by political considerations. So it was back in your face, Mr. President. The reason he can't fire Sessions here is what do you what happens if he does that? Beside the firestorm that will erupt even in the Republican-controlled Senate, and, and Sessions was a senator and much loved by most of the Republicans in the Senate, they're not going to confirm a new AG that Trump likes in any timely fashion, believe me, and maybe never. And who do you have running the show? You got Rosenstein? Really? I don't think that works. Also, pardoning Manafort, a convicted felon? and trying to lay claim to the fact that you're in Washington as the outsider, as the president has been, to drain the swamp. This guy's the symbol of the swamp, a convicted felon, okay? And um, who, who, who who stuck it to the taxpayers of this country. If he's going to pardon Manafort, it can't be until the last day of his second term. Now it would be a political nightmare, and I'd have a huge problem with it on the reason, that for the reason I just cited. All right, I've set the table. Um, uh, we got Wendell, we got Charlie, we got Edmo, we got other all kinds of folks who want to weigh in, be quick and focused because I'm giving you the last segment on this. And the text line open, never busy, 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. If the president, if you were advising the president, what would you tell him to do? Fire sessions or not? Pardon Manafort or not? And why? I'll give you 30 seconds of pop on this, so be ready to go when we continue right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. To the phones, the question, should the president fire Sessions? Should he pardon Manafort? Charlie's in Belle Isle. You're on with the Bud Man. Charlie, go.
6: I I think Sessions should be fired after the election. It's much bigger than uh, Sessions. This is about justice for Hillary and all her, you know, Marxist, what about no pardoning problems. Manafort? Um, I could care less.
0: Thank you. Let's go next to Karen. Good morning. You're on with a Budman from Orlando. Quickly, please, Karen. Yes,
9: good morning. Yes, yes, he should uh, pardon Manafort and yes, he should fire that pathetic Jeff Sessions. And Lindsey Graham and Senator Grassley now agree with uh, Trump that he should get rid of sessions did you know that
0: well i i think that graham said that he thinks along the way he's going to need a new attorney general but i don't think he he attached any urgency to that
9: and also you can make a a, like dan bongino said he's a regular uh, on on fox news he said they can make a
8: felon out of anybody even you
0: all right thank you i appreciate you on the text line quickly what's coming in
4: uh the audience is split on this some people a lot of people are saying you should do it after the midterms but one person says fire sessions now should have been done a long time ago
0: what do you think mike
4: no i don't think you should fire him I- i'm with you i completely agree with you on this
0: and the pardoning of manafort
4: no no that'd be an awful decision right now it's a
0: symbol is a symbol of the swamp for crying out loud in every way yeah, exactly a jury of his peers who convicted him wasn't a plot by the democrats or Mueller. I mean, the, the the jury convicted this guy. It had
4: nothing to do with the campaign.
0: Thank you very much. That as well. Hey, it's free movie Friday. Enjoy movies on the weekend. There are new ones opening all the time. Put yourself in the running to go for free. Thanks to our good friends at Adam Tickets. Here's your chance to win free movie tickets. Are you ready? Text them now. Text record R E C O R D to A T O M one. That's two eight six six one for your chance to win. And download that Adam's Ticket app. It is amazing all the things you can do so quickly, so conveniently. The Adam's Ticket app, where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Want to thank Austin for coming in on short notice in Steph's absence and doing a great job screening calls on a very busy morning on the 50,000-watt front porch on a host of topics. Alan Spector doing a great job, as always, bringing us the news on Fridays. And Yaffe, my executive producer, I don't know how we'd do a show like this without him. From all of us, thanks to you, God bless you, and God bless America.